Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> My hello, one, two. No, you're there. You're there. I think you turned you down. You did. You turned yourself down. I turned you're myself there. off, yeah. Oh. I do that to Aubrey all the time. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pond Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Bonus episode. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched Rise, Rise of, of the, the Guardians. Guardians. Oh, all right. That Fair was nice. It was like, bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, we kind of hit those same beats. I like that. Mm-hmm. It was better than the League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary. Gentlemen. Extraordinary. He's terribly mysterious. <laughs> That was last night. Oh, that was last night. That was totally a different movie. Or if you're listening to that, that was two days ago. That's right. That's right. So hello. Happy Easter, everyone. Yay. If you celebrate Easter. If you don't, happy Sunday. Happy late spring equinox. There we go. All right. right. I guess that's sure. Happy pagan birth, Easter, (laughs) goddess of the dawn. We'll get to it in this movie, but I like the way that the Easter Bunny explains what Easter is, new beginnings, all that sure. stuff. So happy new beginnings. There we go. Yay. Here we are. We're doing Rise of the Guardians. This is a Patreon episode, so hello, Patreon subscribers. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you. Todd, this movie's great. This is a fun movie. This movie's so much fun. You know, it, when this movie came out, so this is a 2012 movie, when it came out, they marketed it hard, like big time. It had McDonald's toys. The marketing campaigns. I, I, I loved it. We took the kids when it came out, and it was a favorite for and us. And we, we can get why. I mean, obviously, they were setting up a franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I've got a reason. I'm not saying a knock against the movie, but I can see why it did not make a franchise. I, and I think... You know, I think it's a fun movie. I don't think it's an amazingly inventive movie. Uh, it's got some inventive parts. I think when it goes dark in this movie, it goes dark. And it stays dark for a very... I mean, there's a good 20 to 25 minutes of this movie that is just, everything sucks. <laughs> Everything's awful. Right. The You know, our heroes have been disbanded, all that. That's usually like a five to seven minute sequence in a movie of this length. There's sure. There's a long time in this movie where it's like, oh no, everything's bad. Now, where does that fall? Is that the... 
in a three act story structure, is that like the end of the second act? Is that the it's kind of the they've had a rise, but then a, a deeper fall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, end conflict to bring them together. It's Coulson's death in Avengers. Got it. Okay, That's the thing that brings them all together, Got kind it. of thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, you know, the, there there was plenty of uh, source material. So th- this is based on a a book series called the Guardians of Childhood series. Oh. Um, now I say that. Uh, you know, the first one came out in 2011, and then two of them in 2012, one in 2013, one in 2018. And each one kind of looks at the different Guardians. Oh, so it kept going even though the movie was not Yeah, yeah. So interesting. William Joyce is the writer. He's got he's an extensive children's author. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote this, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and clearly just the structure. You know, this idea that the Guardians are a team whose mission is to protect childhood. Right? right, the wonders of children. Absolutely, um, and so the way it's structured, the whole kind of um, open-ended rules around the the group. Like mm-hmm. Jack Frost starts out, he's not a guardian. Right, he becomes one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised we didn't get a, a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it has all the foundation of a setting up a franchise type thing, and I don't think it it stumbles through it at some points, not in a terrible way. Um, uh-huh. But it's not like the Tom Cruise Mummy kind of like, <sighs> which I haven't seen. Uh, you never need to see it. Right. It's done. There's no <laughs> there's, there's no dark universe, which is to the point sad. where like in the in the um, the vanity for Universal, it yeah. spins around as Universal keeps spinning, and then. The dark universe, and then no much kidding. like at the beginning of this with Jack Frost on the moon for DreamWorks, sure, sure. I'm like, oh no, wow, <laughs> I've been here before. That's right. That's not going to end well. Uh, well, yeah. Well, let's let's uh, get through some housekeeping stuff because it sounds sure. like we're ready to talk about this movie. We are. So, since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. All right, uh, let me grab this from the freezer. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> This looks like it's gonna be intense. You go right ahead. <laughs> I am good. That's all yours, buddy. It smells oh. delicious. Oh my. Oh my. All right. So, so Todd, yes. uh, as Bob just asked us, what are we drinking? Uh, well, actually, so you picked up our beer today. I did. Uh, where'd you go? I went to Branching Out <laughs> Bottle Shop <laughs> in Township 5. Got to uh, got to introduce. I did it on my way here for the recording. Got to introduce the bean to Barley. Uh, Barley was running around all crazy, having a great time because there were lots of people in the shop. Nice. We kind of went around and round. Uh, Joel and Carissa were both like, "Oh, you know, we, there's so many holiday themes in this movie, but what do you do at this time of year?" And uh, Danny actually mentioned maybe like a hop heavy beer, and I'm like, uh. "Well." I don't really like hop-heavy beers. Well, I'm okay. You're okay with that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Um, So what we ended up with is uh, Forbidden Root, Origin of Darkness. It's a bourbon barrel aged stout with coca. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Uh, (laughs) You want to try? Guajilo. Thank you. Guajilo chili, chilies, and uh, radish honey. Interesting. Oh, this is a Canadian beer. Yeah, Collective Arts. We have drank, we've drunk, drank some of their beers before. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was a good beer. It was a good beer. I have, uh, they are a pretty common choice for me when I'm buying my own personal beers. <laughs> First of all, I've not had a bad beer from them. Okay. But they've got this amazing pairing of beer and art. And mm-hmm. the artwork on the right. the, the cans or bottles is always top notch. Now, this is like a handful of different, with the label, Origins of Darkness. Yep. Uh, and this was the flavor that Chris and, and I agreed would be the best for us. This has some foliage, and then in front of it is a deer skull. Pretty cool. But it's a, it's a pretty cool graphic, yeah. It is great. So with that, let's drink this beer, which smells it. delicious. It, it, uh, we are. Well, that's just lovely. Oh. oh, oh! And it just keeps getting better as it goes along. Yeah. Ooh, and it's got a little, it's got a little warmth at the at the end of it. Mm, that is delicious. That is a oh, I'm staying in kind of beer because it what is. is it? Did you say eleven? It is eleven. So I'm glad that we are each having like half, <laughs> half a glass. Yeah, that's right. Got to drive home after this. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that is a good beer. Joel you know, and continue Carissa, to function as an adult the rest that's of the right. day. Uh, but boy, that one's good. This is good, Joel and Chris. Once again. Excellent. It's so like milky smooth. It is as dark as this was. Mm. I thought it was going to have a little more of a uh, a kick to it. Yeah, but it is deceptively smooth going down, which is probably almost a problem by itself, right? <laughs> right? Because you're like la la la. I'm drinking this nice smooth beer. Uh oh. <laughs> now I'm drunk. Now I'm drunk. Well, that right. is a delicious beer. All right. We uh, don't have any reshoots and reactions because this is a Patreon episode, so we don't right. need to worry about that. We do have a Rotten Tomato score for the movie. We do. Did you look it up? I did not. Okay. You want to make a guess? Our usual uh, our usual game. I'm going to say this is probably in the 70s. Yeah. 74. Okay. But again, that's, you know, three out of every four people thought it was a good movie. I'm surprised. I'm su- it's not an original story. I, I, I mean, the... The structure of the story, the mm-hmm. key to defeating the enemy, none of those are... In fact, I've got a couple other movies that have the exact same uh-huh. key. Uh, one of them, I'm sure, you, one of them we've seen together. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a good movie. The animation was great. The voice talent was phenomenal. Mm. And, I'm, and I, I've I, got I, some fun almost casts. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. But, I'm re- again, I'm really surprised we didn't get a, a sequel to this. So, uh, What was the... What was the uh, box office? So Maybe that killed it. So big budget. I mean, this was a big budget. DreamWorks and it shows 145 million. Wow, for a 2012 movie. So you know, yeah. But the animation never looks like oh, spotty oh, it's, or rushed. It's a list animation, in my uh-huh. opinion. Like, and they do some really fun, subtle things that I'll point yeah, out when we're all, doing all it. of Jack Frost's effects. Uh-huh. Was all nice. All the sand and the the, the sand and, and nightmares. Yeah, mm-hmm. those were phenomenal. Um, so a budget of 145 million only does 300 million at the box office. So international or uh, the just that's Wikipedia. Re- I'm guessing that's probably worldwide. That's worldwide. So okay, so it's not a box office success. And I, that's and probably I, what killed it. They I, were looking at probably half a sure half a for 145 million dollar budget. Yeah, you want a billion. half a billion, right? Easy. Yeah. You also have to think about all the marketing. The marketing, that they did. sure. All of that. I mean. Yeah, Man, but again, that's too bad. There was a McDonald's tie-in because sure. uh, the Jack Frost toy. If you got that, which my boys did, uh-huh. uh, he had his staff and it had a little coin, and you could twist. It was he was spring-loaded at the waist to twist him, oh. so you could put the coin in the crook of the staff. Sure, and and then like you would fling the coin. It was. Yeah, I may have tested it a couple of times just to make sure it works. Sure, sure. No, I I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, You got some almost cast. I do. So first off, Jack Frost was originally supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Huh. Interesting. Would have worked in a different way. I mean, Chris Pine has his own thing, and it's great. And yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio has his own thing, and it's great. I think it would have just been a... I would have liked to have heard that, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, also, Jason Bateman was considered for Jack Frost. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Christopher Lee, Dwayne Johnson, Natalie Portman, Hugh Laurie, Ian McShane, and Tom Kenny were huh. all rumored to be involved in this movie at some point sure. during the production. And you'd have to pro- figure out who was who. Was who. I think Christopher Lee was probably Pitch Black. Or Santa Claus? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Uh, the, the Rock was probably the Easter, Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny? Uh-huh, to continue that Tooth sure, Fairy sure. Easter Bunny. Uh, which Natalie would have been, been funny. Yeah. Would have, that Natalie Portman's pretty... Tooth Fairy. <laughs> just yeah. Tooth Fairy. Hugh Laurie... Maybe pitch, maybe pitch also, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ian McShane definitely pitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just had a problem because every time he he ended his lines, he called them all cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it tough. So Jude Law, mm-hmm. who ends up being cast as pitch, the boogeyman. Is there another actor whose roles come down almost like fifty fifty? It seems good guy, bad guy. No, you know what I mean. Like I, he he plays both sides of the fence, and he's great. And he's on great both, both. Sides. Yeah. yeah, I mean. He's great in that. I mean, so let's say that. So that's an interesting almost cast. That said, there's nothing wrong with any of the casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Christopher Lloyd was considered for pitch. Hmm. And this, uh, let's see here. Other people that were um, considered for the Tooth Fairy, or yeah. as it's just called Tooth, right, which is right. weird. Maya Rudolph. Okay. That would work. Mandy Moore. I mean, Sure. Uh, for pitch, also they looked at Patrick Stewart. Oh, Patrick Stewart keeps like trying to get into animated S- movies, and with that voice, why is he not in every animated movie? So you are a confirmed Patrick Stewart mega fan. Uh, yes, I follow him both on Twitter and Instagram. So the other day I was watching TV. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had a night uh, night home before I traveled this past week. Yeah, and felt like watching a movie, and felt like watching something dark, something. Popped up on Netflix. Oh, no. Did you watch The Green Room? I did. Oh, Have you seen God, it? Oh, my God. It's so dark. And but he's so it, good at he, it. it. Everyone's good in it. And Anton Yelchin. Uh, I was like, uh. Yes. But that's, it's, but it's intense. It's horrifying. It's, so those are the horror movies that actually scare me because all of the humans are people and mm-hmm. they're people. It could 100%, 100% happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a rough movie to sit through, though. Yeah. I wondered, I wondered if you'd seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, boys. It'll all be over soon. I was like, oh, God. That was horrifying. <laughs> Just hand us the guns. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> don't hand them the guns. <laughs> don't hand, oh, don't hand them the guns. Spoiler gun. Don't hand Does them. not end well yeah. for the person who hands the guns. Also, for Bunny, Bill Hader. Okay, all right. Probably wouldn't have been like the warrior version of the bunny sure. then. It would have been more like the Easter bunny. So when does this come out in relation to... Cloudy? No. Um, oh, he wasn't Cloudy. Wasn't he also in uh, the Pixar with the emotions? Yes, that fear. Fear. That's like 2016 or 17. And what's Inside Out? Inside Out, yeah. Inside Out. Oh, 2015. That was three years later. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, for uh, North, Kevin Spacey, Ruh-roh. Santa. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does call him North at some point. Doesn't mm-hmm. he? That, yeah, he's a never, weird. He's never called Nor. He's never called Santa by the other guardians. It's Got only it. the kids. Okay. Oh, that's weird. I almost wonder if that's like the, a rights issue. I'm wondering. Well, no, no, Santa's public domain. I almost wonder if it's like the office is Santa Claus. He is North. In the same way, Pitch Black is the name of the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Okay. Right? Yeah. Sure. That might work. And then the last one, uh, Jeff Bridges as North. 
Oh, that, that would have been, been cool. interesting. You know, <laughs> the dude as the, the, Santa Claus. The dude as Santa. Uh, well, okay, you know, let's get into this because I want to talk about it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right now what you're going to hear is. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So it starts with an opening voiceover. Black. All important movies start with a black screen. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's a completely different movie. That's totally different. But yeah, I mean, this starts very much. You still haven't watched Into the Spider-Verse, have you? I haven't. Oh, we got back up. So the writing of this movie. Uh, it was written by David Lindsay Abair, who's a playwright primarily. Oh. He has some screenwriting credits. He also wrote Robots. He the Robin Ooh, Williams. Yeah, yeah, that was yep. iffy. Uh, also co-wrote, hang on, Oz the Great and Powerful. <laughs> uh, you know who directed this movie? Oh, yeah, I saw the name and it looks super familiar. Peter Ramsey oh, shit, directed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's why I recognize yeah. the name. Um, so With this movie, uh-huh. Rise of the Guardians, he became the first African-American to direct a big-budget animated feature. And with Into the Spider-Verse, he's the first African-American director to win an uh, Academy Award. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. And for an animated feature, excuse no me. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a white man's club over that, there at the Oscars. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So it starts with this great voiceover. That explains Peter Ramsey being the director. I'm going to spoil the tiniest thing uh, okay. in yeah. the Peter Parker that is there with Miles. That obviously, if you know Miles' story, sure, sure, sure. dies. Yep. Is Chris Pine? Oh, is it really? Yeah. And it, oh, and interesting. It's like the each each time they introduce a new Spider-Man in that movie. Uh, and this is not one of those times where I don't want to talk about this movie, so yeah, we'll yeah, talk about yeah, another yeah. movie. They do, okay, let's go over this one more time. And then he gives their history. It's about, like, the third line he says, you go, oh, holy shit, it's Chris Pine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> nice. So that explains. I always wonder, like, is Chris Pine just a real big Spider-Man fan? What's going on here? No, he it's because he did this. working with him, yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, I, it's funny. With the voicing, uh, the opening voiceover, I, I'm listening going, okay, well, I clearly know who this is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I think I know. I was like, I think this is a Chris. I thought it was Chris Pratt. Oh, no. Chris Pratt's voice is much more nasally. Yeah. 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 But I was like, but it's definitely familiar, but he's great. I mean, and, you know. Chris Pine's, oh, I've always loved Chris Pine. Uh, All the way back to Star Trek. Sure. Sure. He's so good in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. And he's phenomenal phenomenal in this. And in everything. We don't need to go through how amazing he is, but I've seen movies that weren't good. Mm-hmm. But Chris Pine still comes and gives a top-notch performance. Yeah, like uh, another uh, though another one that is good and he is good in is Hell or High Water. I haven't seen that one yet. I love him in um, another great movie, um, Horrible Bosses too. <laughs> yep. Oh, he's really good. That's where yeah. you go. Oh, he's funny. He's too. funny too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get a minute with with Jack Frost, who basically awakens with no memory. Darkness. That's the first thing I remember. It was dark, and it was cold, and I was scared. But then, then I saw the moon. It was so big, and it was so bright. It seemed to chase the darkness away. And when it did, I wasn't scared anymore. 
It's a little bit sad. It's very which, you're like you know sadness is coming later in the film. Yeah, like, yeah. you're going to explain this later. That's right. And it's going to be super sad. And it's weird that he goes. My name is Jack Frost. How do I know that? The moon told me so. What? But I, I also like that style of storytelling mm -hmm. where we just start going and uh -huh. then we'll learn what we need to learn along the way. Well, yeah, and I, it's very um, born identity. Right oh, down to the sure. fact that he wakes up in the water. With no memory. Yeah, right? that's pretty fair. Yeah, that's pretty good. Is he going to start kicking the shit out of people? What's going on here? He kind of does. He does. Well, but later, yeah. Yeah, and later he does. So he's walking through the town and... Uh, people walk right through him. Oh, because he's a ghost. ghost. Oh, it was a little bit sad. I see dead people. It was, um, yeah. And then we get the title sequence, Rise of the Guardians. And then we cut to North, who we, of course... Recognizes Santa, but it's an interesting take on Santa. That He's all tatted up. He has sleeves with these tribal and and this Naughty was prom yeah, yeah, this was prominent in the marking was that him the like marketing kind of putting the, his fists together. Yeah, and you saw the tribal naughty and nice on his mm -hmm. forearms. I picture him as like a coal miner of Slavic descent in yes. Pennsylvania who has worked his entire life and can you know crush coal into diamonds in his bare hands. <laughs> he's this massive figure, but he's but great. we see him and he's tinkering with toys and he's mm -hmm. like. And he's jolly. He's he is. ferocious looking and jolly. Uh-huh. Um, We're also introduced to the Yetis. He's And even Holy the elves are fun. Shit. You know, this might yeah, be my favorite elves. Santa uh -huh. infra infrastructure on, on screen. Uh, oh, infrastructure, yeah. Still my favorite Santa is Russell Crowe in this, the Christmas Chronicles. Not Russell Crowe. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Motherfucker, right. I did it again. <laughs> yeah, he was good. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, God, such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. He's funny. So we've got the... The Yetis, uh, the Yetis might be my favorite. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun, especially Phil. Phil, Phil. <laughs> which we don't, we're not introduced to Phil just yet. We're not. Did you watch the mid-credits scene? That I didn't know. We just happened to leave it on oh. because uh, the bear loves. Sure, sure. He loves credits. Mm. Did not enjoy the song. <laughs> really? That song was. What is it like? The scroll, like. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he just loves credits. Okay, all and, right. And we're watching all of a sudden, like. Hey, there's a crazy Something's scene. happening. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Santa's hard at work, but he's a, this jovial sort. He gets summoned in by the elves, who mm -hmm. are minions in pointy costumes, basically. They are. It's like uh, he knew these elves were coming, and he built all these hats for them, and all of a sudden they all showed up and like, oh, you're much smaller, so the hats become your clothes. That's too. right. <laughs> That's it's like right. a one-piece. It's a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> it it's is. an elven onesie. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, he's summoned into the into North Pole Central mm -hmm. HQ, mm -hmm. where this massive globe is um, showing something happening. Uh, it's being covered by darkness, right? Yes. Lights across the globe are going out. Santa recognizes trouble, turns this switch, which set, pulse, sends out this energy pulse, summoning the guardians. Not just an energy pulse, the Aurora Borealis. Oh, sure. It's oh, yeah, so yeah. cool. I'm like, yeah. what a great little, like, haha, that's why we have that. And then we, we are introduced to the rest. Uh, next is Tooth. Isla Fisher. <laughs> She's so funny in this. Who I remember mainly as the younger sister from <laughs> Wedding Crashers. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. yep. Well, and uh, have you watched Tag yet? No. She's I've Ed not. Helms' oh, wife she? in Tag. Oh, and she's hilarious. She's also Mrs. Baron Cohen. Oh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She is Mrs. Borat. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we see the Sandman. Who, interestingly, great character, and it's an animated film. You don't have to pay anybody to voice him because he has no lines. Oh, no, it's voiced by Marcel Marceau. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You know what, sadly, 
I'll bet a lot of our listeners have uh, no idea who that is. Okay, that's wait, right. Go, wait, go ahead. Do, that's do a, you, that's wait, a go, one percenter. No, no, go ahead. Do your Marcel Marceau impression. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Oh, that's uncanny. Or, you know what? I can do my Marcel Marceau impression in the silent movie. No. Oh, does he actually He's speak? the only person who speaks in the silent movie because Mel oh, Brooks funny. is a fucking genius. That's funny. Uh, then we see the Easter Bunny who might... Who might kind of steal the movie a little bit. A little bit. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman using his native Australian accent. It's great. That's one of the questions that Bean had when North starts talking. She goes, what kind of accent is that? I'm like, it's like a Russian, Slavic, Slavic type. Yeah, Eastern goes, European. Okay. And then Hugh Jackman shows up. What kind of accent is that? I said, that's Australian. That's his real accent. That's his real. I'm like, yeah. Because she knows Hugh Jackman from The Greatest Showman. Oh, right, 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 right. And, you know, he's got a spot-on American accent. Yeah. He always oh, has. He, yeah, his, always had a good one. Yeah. But, yeah, his, it's, it, it, it is weird to hear him because he's one of those, like, British-Australian actors that when he does an American accent, his voice gets a little more gruff like this, you know, his Wolverines it, down here. When I hear Christian Bale speak in his normal British voice, it's always <laughs> well, shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but this is also because an Australian, for some reason... Most Australians, it's like a nasal sound oh, to it. So it's up here, you know. Have it's you like, s- hey there, I'm the Easter Bunny. And you're just like. S- so reaction videos are really popular. They're uh-huh. a thing. Have you seen the guy who is a? Um, I don't even know what the term is. He's a vocal coach, but that I almost feel like that's not giving him enough academic credit. He's he basically deconstructs how we speak and how mm-hmm. languages sound and voices. He's done like languages. He's also done actors that have done. Real people's voices oh, mimicking. Real yeah, people's have you voices. have you seen I've that? Not seen that. So he's got one, and he he. Oh, that'd be interesting to see him take these on. He's really good. I mean, it's a topic that I wouldn't think would be fascinating, but they're mm-hmm. really good. Like twenty minute videos. I'm like, oh, it's over. Does he have another one? Let me go. See <laughs> yeah. You know, of the of the guardians, uh, only one is speaking in their natural accent. That's Hugh. Because Isla is Isla British. Is British, yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's just like, oh, and oh, her I'll, accent's I'll, really good too. Yeah, her American accent's yeah, yeah. great. Um, but you know, um, Alec Baldwin is speaking with the with the Eastern European, and it's really good to the point where Danny didn't realize it. She was watching, like, kind of half watching, yeah, yeah, half taking was care she of the bear, folding clothes. No, she was not. <laughs> Alec Baldwin's name came up, and she goes, "Oh, who was Alec Baldwin in the movie?" I said. He was North. He was Santa Claus. She goes, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. That <laughs> well, was let's back it up. That's right. <laughs> She's like, that was great. I'm like, yeah. It's wow. like one of the best things he's done lately. So as the movie opens, there are four guardians. We've mm-hmm. got Santa, the Tooth Fairy, Sandman, and the Easter Bunny. And their job is they are the, the guardians. They they watch over the children of the world. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's their raison d'etre. Mm-hmm. And they're they're guardians, but they're not. As friendly as they could be with each other. There's that great uh, Easter versus Christmas uh, right. argument that they have. Hang on, hang on. You, you mean to say you summoned me here three days before Easter because of your belly? Mate, if I did this to you three days before Christmas... Please, bunny, Easter is not Christmas. <laughs> here we go. You know, I take that as friendly rivalry. Yeah. Right? I, you know where I put it? I put it like Iron Man and Cap. Oh, like, sure, sure. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. After that, it becomes less friendly. Yeah, not so much Civil War. That's right. (laughs) So Santa has summoned them because Pitch Black, the boogeyman, voiced Mm -hmm. by the amazing Jude Law, uh, has appeared. Now, he's been gone since the Dark Ages. Yeah, you find out later in the movie, the Guardians were created by the man on the moon. Manny. 
to <laughs> yes to uh, to take out Pitch Black because Pitch Black threatened you know the hopes of the Dark Ages. Released. He yeah. was he, he was, was the, the yeah. he's the explanation for the Dark Ages in this universe. Why we went into despair and you know killing Darkness. people over yeah, right. <laughs> religious. So this rivalry is happening. So even though there's a threat, you know they can't get kind of past their usual um, you know exchanges. So Santa mm-hmm. and the Easter Bunny are arguing. Tooth Fairy's busy. Sandy, the Sandman, grabs an elf and shakes him because to get their the attention, right? <laughs> Which is hilarious. Now he points up to the man in the moon, Manny, and so of course Santa realizes that Manny has chosen a new guardian. I wonder who it's going to be. Maybe the leprechaun. Please not the grand elf. Please not the grand elf. It's Jack Frost, and they are not happy. Uh, Easter Bunny is not happy. Easter Bunny uh, specifically. North, I take it back. The Grand Hulk's fine. Easter Bunny definitely North is but but North oh, is you know skeptical. Is? The Tooth Fairy and especially her minions. They are crushing on Jack Frost pretty <laughs> they, hardcore. They really are. They really are. Yeah, the Easter Bunny references. Uh, you know, basically the fact that Jack Frost is not Guardian material, right? Like right. That's that's the, yeah. the, the thrust of it. We go back to Jack Frost, and he is doing what Jack Frost does, which is really causing mischief and fun. Uh huh. Right now, it's a snow day, but. Listen, kids in this movie, come to fucking Syracuse. That's well, it's not a Syracuse snow day. Yeah, but where's it supposed to be? Because they mentioned later that there was something that happened in Michigan. They're like, that's not far from here. And then they show on the map where Jamie I, lives. I was thinking Michigan. But he says Michigan. He says that's not far from here. Um, Michigan would be up here. It looks like they're almost in, in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe you know, that's not far from here if you're looking at the globe. That's true. That's fair. Um, We see Jack following a group of kids. (laughs) You know, we we get the sense when we first hear him. You definitely see it now. Jack is just seen, he just seems lonely. Uh He's sad. This group gets joined by the younger sister of one of the boys, Jamie's (laughs) little sister, Sophie. Yes. Um, Jack Frost throws a snowball, which gets the kids laughing. A snowball fight breaks out. And then they throw it at Cupcake. Cupcake. (laughs) I hate Cupcake. She hit Cupcake. You hit Cupcake. (laughs) <laughs> Who's this little sweet little brute of a girl? <laughs> uh, and of course, all chaos uh, ensues. But he does a thing where, like, he'll get their attention and almost throw like a particle of ice dust on their face, and then they're ready to play. It's yeah. really interesting. And again, another an- another cool little visual effect, mm-hmm. right? This like almost glitter, yeah, in animation, which has got to be hard to do, right? Sure, neither of us could animate it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, in the process, Jamie loses a tooth. Which he kind of immediately then thinks of the Tooth Fairy. Uh huh. And Jack is sad. Dude, that means cash. Tooth Fairy. Oh, no. Oh. I gotta put this under my pillow. Oh, wait a minute. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. What about all the fun we just had? That wasn't the Tooth Fairy. That was me. But of course, the, the kids don't even think about him. Now, that night, Jamie wants to catch the Tooth Fairy, right? Like, Jamie's a true believer. Mm-hmm. And he really wants, he wants proof of these, of the. The people we talk about with our kids, right? right? We see that night, though, the boogeyman reappears, and he has these nightmares, which are really horrific-looking uh, nightmare hell horses. Uh, nightmares. Of course, right. Uh, oh, not of course, because I didn't realize it until this watching. Oh, come on. Because I had never really sat down and like watch-watched this oh, movie. Oh, sure, sure. I've seen bits and pieces. And so when Pitch says it the first time, he says, What a pretty little nightmare. So I grew up, I started reading in the fifth grade. Um, there's a, That's a fan- when you started reading? <laughs> in the fifth grade, I started reading this series there we go. <laughs> by Piers Anthony, which was a really kind of young adult uh, 
fantasy. Okay. The the Magic of Xanth uh, series. Never and heard he's of written, it. boy, I, by this point, there's got to be probably close to 30 novels in the sequence. And I have not read all of them wow. by any means. But um, they're really good, really mm-hmm. good. And he's, he was one of my favorite authors growing up. One of the one of the books in that series is Nightmare, and it's, it's the, the horses that deliver. Yeah, and this it way predates it. He started writing those in the 70s. Oh, so yeah. are, are they kind of well, like borrowing I, I, from it? I kind of wonder. But even in Dungeons & Dragons, a nightmare is a like a hell horse yeah. kind of thing. Oh, okay. So, so see, it might I, just be somebody taking the... Yeah, because the first one we see, Sandy is putting the dream dust above all the kids, and you see Cupcake has a, a unicorn that she's riding, and then it turns into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's another great visual, right? So the, the whole the the nightmare slash dust, dream yeah. Yeah, is, a, is a great effect. Now, we see Jack Frost gets greeted by the Easter Bunny, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's been summoned, so <laughs> Santa sent a couple of Yetis who grab him, <laughs> throw him into a sack, and they take, like, a snow globe, throw it in to make a portal. Is it like an... Einstein Rosenbridge? It kind of is. It's crazy. But you know, even the, but Easter Bunny has the same thing. His are just tunnels yeah. instead of snow globes. But uh, Easter Bunny prefers the tunneling to the sure. the portal. He's a rabbit. That's right. Likes to be right. underground. Um, so they both go back uh, to the North Pole. And uh, when they get there, Jack Frost wonders if he's on the naughty list, and North nicely tells him, You hold the record. <laughs> uh, later on, Jack Frost makes a reference to trying to sneak into Santa's workshop, and Santa's that, like, what? And that's where we meet Gary, because he's like, oh, oh, nothing. Oh, Phil, no, that's Phil. Phil yeah, me. that's right. Slow down, would you? I've been trying to bust in here for years. I want a good look. What do you mean, bust in? Oh, don't worry. Never go past the Eddie's. Oh, hey, Phil. Just like, son of a bitch, I got you out of here last time. I'm going to do it again. Now, one of the things I love about Santa or North is, uh, boy, like, you know, he's not officially the leader of the Guardians, but he sure acts like the leader. I feel like it's uh, the Easter Bunny and North are like co-leaders. And they do a good job of, like, bouncing off each other who's going to be in charge at this moment. But Santa is all in on the role of the Guardians. Sure. Not the Easter Bunny isn't, but, like... Manny has said that Jack Frost is the new guardian, mm-hmm. so Santa's on board, and Santa is like actively recruiting him. Right, he takes him to his own private workshop, and yep. like there's this great little Russian nesting doll bit. And it was, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, because so, across the world, in different cultures, Santa Claus has a different demeanor. Here in America, thanks to Coca Cola, right. he's a jolly man in a red suit. Yep, uh, over in like. In Ireland, it's green. Um, like in Germany, well, they've got Krampus, but they also right. uh, do they have Santa Claus? Uh, yeah, they have Saint Nick. Chris Kringle. Chris in, Kringle. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah <laughs> not, later on, we'll meet the European detachment of the Tooth Fairies. Yes, troops, the mouse. Which is my French. Apparently, was, that was the worst ever. Oh, man. I don't know what that was. But we, we kind of we paused and talked about that with the bean. Like that's gross. Mice come into your room, lift up your pillow, take your tooth, and, and leave, leave your droppings. Tr- no, oh, no. Mm. <laughs> so they're little black rice. Okay. <laughs> First of all, how dare you both? Santa, and again, this is why, for me, Santa's the leader of the group, because yes. Manny has said Jack is the new guardian. Mm-hmm. So even though Santa you know, doesn't necessarily yeah. think Jack is the guy, oh, well, Manny said it. Manny created them. That's the thing. So Santa, despite misgivings he may have about Jack Frost, uh-huh. is taking Manny's direction. Jack is a guardian. So right. Santa gets out. They present to him a, a pair of like 
Icelandic fur boots. Which he is like, I work barefoot. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. He uh, looks at him like, I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing that. But Santa has this massive tome, right? Mm-hmm. This, which is clearly the you know the official records of the of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, there are know, a couple of uh, Yetis doing some uh, uh, tiki torch work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elves. It's a whole big ritual. Uh huh. Now Santa's giving Jack Frost the tour, and he shares his center, right, which is about bringing wonder to the children of the world. Right. We'll learn about Jack's center later. Yep. But I do love this concept of the the office. So that same author I was talking about, Piers Anthony, mm-hmm. has a series called The Incarnations of Immortality. Okay. The big concepts: death, time, war, nature. Mm, yep. Mm, yep. And that and I would totally go fate. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and a few others are um the incarnations, but they are offices. PL is peeing. We'll be right back. Jack Frost is not interested in becoming a guardian at this point. And we get kind of the backstory at this point of uh Pitch's first demise. How yep. they've defeated him the first time. During this, you find out that the nightmares can smell fear. Yep, and, and we get the this uh, the Easter Bunny comes running in, right? So there's trouble at the Tooth Palace, mm-hmm. um, and so they get on Santa's sleigh. It is a beautiful piece of. I was tempted to call it steampunk, but it's like it's pre steam age. It's almost like wooden craftsman punk right but it's this beautiful kind of mix of there's some cool like machinery like the sled mm-hmm. has some articulation and stuff but it's beautiful wooden craftsmanship it's really cool and jack is not interested in getting on this at first until he sees it okay one ride but that's it now easter bunny has zero interest in getting on the sleigh right santa of course is funny he takes off and of course he drives like a, a mad man <laughs> there's a wonderful line Santa, of course, hefts a snow globe, throwing it to create a portal, which brings them to the Tooth Palace. It's like when the Millennium Falcon comes out of hyperspace mm-hmm. at Alderaan, uh-huh. and they immediately come into like the the, the debris. battle that's yeah. happening. Yeah, oh, well, no, no, they, it, the, yeah, in yeah. that it's oh, the yeah, debris, yeah. but in this, it's chaos is just happening. There are all these nightmares stealing teeth. Yeah, so um, they've got the fairies. And the we'll fairies, find the yeah. fairies each are holding one a one of the tooth containers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They hold on to our teeth, and we find out here the reason they do is because your most precious memories are stored in your childhood teeth. Right. Which is a cool concept, but also super gross. Right next to the blood and gums. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the, the guardians kind of spring into action, and this is pretty cool. So Santa hops up on the sleigh. He's got two swords. Yes. He's And... Again, like this nice little this, etching on them. They both have an N. In oh, the I missed that. For North. Oh, yeah. nice. But uh, again, like he is not this kind of the jolly old grandpa. He is this tough warrior hardened by the cold he's Eastern to, European winters. Right? Sure, he's ready to kick ass and take names. I mean, he is not one to be fucked with. At the end of this, when uh, Tooth is explaining, oh, the teeth have memories. It helps us. She kind of lets it slip. We were all someone before we were chosen. Did you see the uh, the note about there's been some debate about how old Jack is supposed to be? I did not see that. How old do you think he is? I think he is 14, 13, 14. Yeah. He's, he's the older brother. His mother, that's clearly his mother. Mm-hmm. He's 17. 
Okay. From what I read. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay I with that. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's But it, it does that question, range. yeah. Yeah, he's a young 17. Okay. Yeah, yes, absolutely. The boogeyman obviously is there because the nightmares are there. He kind of proclaims that he has mastered a trick. He can turn dreams into nightmares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the source of his powers. The nightmares are scary. They can smell fear. Uh-huh. A little bit of foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Now, Boogeyman was uh, deeply hurt by being replaced by the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Right? So again, so it's, it's this personal revenge uh, mission for him. Right. Now, as because... Because all of the tooth fairies holding these tooth containers have been kidnapped by the nightmares, Mm -hmm. save for Baby Tooth, who Uh Jack saves. As this has happened, the children of the world are waking up, and where they had put teeth underneath their pillows, they're waking up, the teeth are still there. Yeah, so So, they're not believing in the tooth fairy anymore. And, of course, you know, the belief is the gasoline that the engine of the Guardians run on. It's the Tinkerbell. Yeah, I do oh, believe sure. in fairies. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The master stroke here of the boogeyman is revealed. It's great being a guardian, but there's a catch. If enough kids stop believing, everything your friends protect, wonder, hopes, and dreams, it all goes away. And little by little, so do they. <laughs> no Christmas or Easter or little fairies that come in the night. There will be nothing but fear and darkness and me it's your turn not to be believed in so now they the guardians form together that they're going to collect a teeth nice little montage of playful catching of the teeth having some playful it's, competitiveness i thought of gimli and legolas in lord of the rings a hundred percent i do like that uh we have a little nod to another Australian actor, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, check it out, Peter Cottontail. You call that a bag of choppers? Now that's a bag of choppers. Jamie wake, wakes up and catches them. And uh, again, reinforcing the lonely, loneliness of Jack Frost, he can see all of the Guardians except Jack. And even to add to that, a nice effect, when Jamie's moving his flashlight around, it goes right through Jack. It doesn't even... Sure, the rest of them cast... He sees the rest of them, and they cast shadows. Uh-huh. He doesn't even get a shadow. Oh, it's so cool. Such yeah. a cool little, like, subtle effect to, to further the... That he's not actually able to be seen, even by being refracted by light. Yeah. It's so cool. There's a funny bit where Jamie's dog, who is a greyhound, <laughs> uh, is getting ready to tear into the Easter Bunny. That's a greyhound. Do you know what greyhounds do to rabbits? Sandy puts him to sleep, which also... Puts the rest of the guardians. Yeah, he makes this like big ball of the sleepy sand dust, and it bounces around, knocks out every single one of them. They've all got like uh, almost like cartoon cuckoos, but it's what they're dreaming. And what was it? The North is dreaming of candy canes. Obviously, Tooth Fairy is dreaming of teeth. Yep. Uh, Easter Easter Bunny's got carrots. And what what is the dog? Bones. Bones. Of course. Uh Of course. So Sandy and Jack are the only two awake. And they see the nightmares kind of running past the window outside. Mm -hmm. So Jack's idea is to chase them. That'll lead them back to the boogeyman, and they can free the tooth fairy. We see here that Sandy still has a lot of power. He can transform one of the nightmares back into a dream. Uh So it goes from the black sand stuff to To the the golden. golden. Yeah, Yeah. it's very Which, again, which is a cool effect every time it happens. So cool. Sandy and Jack are no match for the The nightmares and... The boogeyman pitch. Uh, the boogeyman yeah. pitch, yeah, yeah. Whichever one you want to call him. And there's a great fight scene here um, where, so it's a whole battle, but when Sandy and the boogeyman kind of square off, uh-huh. it's almost like a 
like what Green Lantern should be, right? Like the, right, like yeah. they're both they're using this dream stuff to know, make good or different bad. weapons. Yeah, yeah, it's very. They've cool. got like these whips and energy tendrils and stuff. And like the ba- uh, uh, pitch makes almost like a ginormous battle axe to swing at him. Oh, that, no, that's late. That's later. He does he it takes, there too. Oh, does he? Yeah. Um, that's like his go-to. Oh, that's his go-to. It's almost like uh, Doctor Strange always makes the oh the, the crimson. Bands of Satorak? Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Nerd! As Sandy, <laughs> if you don't realize that yeah, we're nerds right. by this point. <laughs> that's right. You have not been paying attention to this podcast. So the nightmares have surrounded Jack and Sandy, and mm-hmm. Sandy's doing a great job of holding them off. But he has his back to the boogeyman, and Pitch creates this massive like it's like the arrow that uh, brings the, brings, brings down, down smog. smog. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, hits Sandy square in the back. But dissipates right away. Like, when he turns around, it's not there anymore. No, but then immediately Sandy becomes, his body begins transforming into the nightmare stuff. I feel like in that sequence, that arrow wasn't supposed to damage him. It was just supposed to distract him enough so more of the oh, black no. sand around. Nerd fight. Oh, I, th- I think that the arrow... Is the thing it that can, starts It poisons him. him and turns okay. his very body okay. into the dream stuff. Or and nightmare uh, stuff. one could say the Sandman exits. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> Enter Sandman. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, it's even worse when I understand it. And, oh. you know, jokes are the funniest when you yeah. have to explain <laughs> them. Right. That, those are the best ones. <laughs> Unfortunately, after Sandman dissipates, right, turns There's into a, Nightmare a and dissipates, the rest of the team's there... Oh, but man. Jack does this. He's basically got this new power. It's like this Nova Ice Blast kind yeah. of ability, which is pretty powerful and drives away the uh, the nightmares. So it seems a new power he's got, but the team retreats. This mm-hmm. is and he has no idea. He doesn't even know how he did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they've lost one of the Guardians. So there's serious. a very sad, like, almost uh, Jedi funeral pyre yeah. for him type thing. They've they, got, like, ritual candles yeah. around the glyph of the Sandman. And at the last shot, you know, they show everyone sad. At the last shot as it's panning out... <laughs> One of the Yetis like wipes his nose, and the one next to him puts his arm around. I'm like, oh, the Yetis. Yetis. <laughs> I, I could totally, you know, I would take a Yetis movie over a Minions movie oh, any day. I don't know. They're funny in this. Oh, I see what you're saying. But, kind of like the Min. Okay, uh-huh. that's fair. I don't think the Minions. I don't think a full Yeti movie. All right, because would you really want to spend an hour and a half just hearing? <laughs> that's true. That's maybe a 30 minute TV special. Some animated shorts with them would be great. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. Cool. That'd be cool. Move it along, guys. So. That, how do they get to, they've got a, it, I know it's two days before Easter when the movie starts. Uh, it's four days. Before, Excuse me, yeah, four yeah. days. Three days before Easter. But now once Sandy dies, it's now two days. So they're seeing more stuff disappearing. Oh, because everyone's dreams are becoming nightmares. Right, right, right. Which we the kids share later. Jamie's the only one who's, whose dreams haven't become nightmares. Right? right. So they decide that one of the ways they're going to fix it is they've got to make Easter happen. Yeah. So Easter is the next day. Mm-hmm. And even Santa says, As much as it pains me to say, old friend, this time Easter is more important than Christmas. Hey, did everyone hear that? Um, and this is really their opportunity to rally the power of belief, right? Mm-hmm. So the team, of course, helps Easter Bunny. Now, he uses their tunnel power because he's not getting on that sleigh again. Nope. And he ain't flying in no sleigh, Hannibal. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he brings them to the Warren. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. This kind of very overgrown, like old stone covered by moss. Do you think they started animating this and they were going to call it Easter Island? 
because it has a very tropical island oh, feel it to does. it. And, and then someone's like, you can't call it Easter Island. That's something different. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. I'm yeah. Wondering, and then the egg guardians are these like they're all, stone yeah. Yeah. statues of eggs. Yeah. That's that kind of seem like, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering if that was a, a rewrite. Um, but as they get there, these miniature, the eggs are fleeing. <laughs> and we're like, oh, no, he's being invaded. But no. It's Sophie. Right, because when they were doing all the, everyone's falling asleep, one of the portals fell out of North's, uh, oh no. How she, does she get uh, there? Does she, she gets her hands on a snow globe. I don't know. why would it go to, to War Room? Or Warren? Or the Warren? I, who knows? Yeah, okay, who we knows? forgot. We don't, yeah, that's a good question. We all right. All right. It's not like I just watched this movie like three hours ago. Oh boy. But uh, Sophie, of course, is, really causing chaos except she's loving it right mm-hmm. so the tooth fairy tries to connect with her and this is the <laughs> look at all the pretty teeth there's little blood and gum on them she runs away ah! Jack berates them like, when was the last time you guys actually hung out with kids north has a great line we are very busy bringing joy to children we don't have time <laughs> for children Hmm. Really you're failing at your job. Jack's powers allows him to connect with her, right? Because his powers of, of mm-hmm. fun and happiness, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he hits her with the, the frost thing glitter, and she's ready to play. And yeah. she's ready to play. Yeah, absolutely. And now all is well in the Warren. Eggs start marching out for coloring and delivery. Uh-huh. Jack brings Sophie home because she doesn't belong there, right? She's right. got to go home. So Jack, uh, I think the Tooth Fairy is going to bring her. But Jack says, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So he takes her. Um and he hears a familiar voice calling his name, Jack, Jack. He follows it to an old weathered bed frame in the middle of a forest. Uh, the monster under the bed. The, the monster under the bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a tunnel leading down. Now, like the Easter Bunny tunnel, like a creepy tunnel. This is Yeah, and we, we end up in Pitch's uh, lair. Yeah. And he's got the same kind of cages like at Tooth's, but they're like oh, demented yeah. and, and sure. really like dark. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's interesting. So he's he's definitely like the the mirror image of Sandman. Mm-hmm. His layers got those mirror elements. He's of got each fairy. piece of the other guardians as yeah. part of his powers. Yeah, or like part of his like personality. Part, and sure, all. sure. Yeah. He's like the dark side of each of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, Boogeyman at this point still sees Jack as the neutral party, mm-hmm. right? Because technically, Jack has not embraced his role as a guardian. He flat out says to him, "Is that Jack Frost?" <laughs> Since when are you all so chummy? We're not. Oh, good. A neutral party. He kind of sees it as like uh, the Emperor sees Anakin. He can be maybe turned to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. We keep referencing Star Wars in this movie. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like we the do third it. Star Wars <laughs> reference. Yeah. You know, Boogeyman is trying to really entice him, right? Because um, sure. he's playing on Jack's greatest fear, which is that no one will ever believe in him and he'll never know why he was chosen. Mm-hmm. Such a he'll, he'll always be alone, right? Right. Um, now, the, and the boogeyman, of course, taunts him. He has Jack's teeth and therefore his memories. Mm-hmm. Um, he exploits Jack's fears and Jack flees, but leads really... Well, does he lead him or it was just a distraction? That happened I while think, he was I gone. Think, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a 100%... Pitch is distracting because, well, well, let's explain what happens. Sure, sure, sure. Which is quite possibly one of the darkest moments in this movie. Yeah. Because all the little eggs are like anthropomorphic. They've got legs. They've They've got got personalities. And and they are crushed crushed, by the nightmares. Yeah, don't think too closely about that one, kids. Wow. So so do you think this is one of the moments where it gets... But do you think 
that's one of the mm-hmm. moments a little too dark for sure. kids, maybe. Yep. What Sandman's demise? This. Okay. Uh, and it takes him forever to bring re- Sandman realize that yeah. Sandman just got absorbed by the darkness. He didn't actually die. Right. 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 But in any event, Easter is fucked. The Easter money ends up at a like an Easter egg hunt. Yep. And he's like, "No, I've got them here. They're not saves, great, but I, but they, I got them." Kid walks right through him. Yeah. And it's it you know it's, I mean this again is the you got part a great where, actor you got a great actor playing it right sure. And kudos to the animators. They make the they make the Easter Bunny look super like defeated. Yeah. And this is a part like from this point for like the next twenty or thirty minutes, it is sad thing after sad thing after sad thing after despair that happens. It's just it's a lot to take yeah. in. And yeah. I, I'm wondering if this had been marketed for an older audience, slightly and pushed older, like, for like a PG thirteen rating on it as an animated movie, maybe, maybe it would have been more successful. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that was a little I, too I dark. I personally for, like it. Yeah. Maybe this is something you see as a kid, right? And then as an adult, you appreciate it even more. Yeah, yeah. That's so fair. maybe it'll have that's a fair. resurgence in like fifteen years when all the kids that saw it are now adults <laughs> and they go, "Oh, this movie was great!" Right? They watch it with their kids, and then we'll yeah. get a sequel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now um, the team, of course, are they're furious that Jack left. They don't accuse him of betrayal, but they they well, he's got his, he's got. He got baby tooth. He's no. got baby tooth, and does he have his? No, he doesn't. He doesn't have his. He doesn't have his teeth. He didn't. Boogeyman taunted him. He but there's something him, that 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 calls right. it out that they realize. I can't remember what it is at this moment, but like they realize that he's been with Pitch, and they're almost questioning his. Did he say alliance. something? He yeah. said something. He, he said something. something like he has him or something. Yeah. He said something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of course now he's been. You know now kinda, they've kind of turned their back on him. Uh-huh. Well, right. Um. We see back to the kids. Jamie is still the only one that believes. This is where the other kids point out that the rest of all the other kids, their dreams have turned to nightmares. Jamie hasn't. Mm-hmm. He's this still, is like one of the only lines that Cupcake has. Is oh, that's right. Nightmares. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now we're back at the North Pole. The team is their lowest point. Mm-hmm. They're starting to realize that they're. I mean, they they are starting to get weaker. Yeah. And it, kudos again to the animators. Like Norse coloring has changed. The Easter Bunny's looking more defeated. Uh, uh, tooth can't fly anymore. Yeah, it's they're they're great know, little subtle things for each one. Well, the not flying that's not subtle. Right, right. But the the coloring on North is a nice little subtle yeah. thing of hey something's it's going a, on. It's a great visual storytelling. I mean, the yeah. guy. I, I'm not surprised that he won an Oscar for Spider Verse. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't own the story. I think the story's a little bit pat. You know, but the animation is phenomenal and it, it it's really good. Boogeyman continues his efforts to try to recruit Jack, right? Mm-hmm. And he tries to connect with Jack over this shared feeling of isolation and abandonment. Do you think this is playing or do you think we see the real pitch here for a second? Oh no, I think he he totally but this is a true like oh, yeah. we could do this. Absolutely. And again, because should we still... should we go one more Star Wars? Is yeah. this like when Darth Vader tries to recruit Luke? Like that's real like Join me and together sure. we will rule the galaxy, kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I think Pitch like, is totally sincere there. Yeah, you know, he, okay. It's because again, it's because Pitch, when Jack says no, you see it on he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Then he is pissed. pissed. Yeah, because you know Pitch was being sincere when he told us, you know, back at the earlier battle, right, that he was mm-hmm. hurt when Sandman replaced him, right? He, right, and he's yeah. he's taken that feeling of abandonment and turned it into kind of icy rage and hatred. Absolutely. So he tries to get. Jack to, to partner. What goes together better than cold and dark? Jack rejects the offer. Right. Now, Pitch Pitch has 
baby, uh, tooth. baby tooth, right? Mm-hmm. And he's basically about to do Squisher. a He's going to do a Lenny on her, right? <laughs> oh, God. And he, yeah. he, so he demands Jack's staff, which seems to be his focus. Right? It seems to, yeah, it seems to be his center almost seems like it's like his power set comes from the staff. Yeah, so it goes all the way back to like the... You know, like the archetype of the wizard, you know, the, the wizard staff as mm-hmm. a focus. Yeah, absolutely. A nice little bit of animation here when Jack finally begrudgingly gives him the staff. Yep. The instant pitch has it, all the blue markings and everything go away and it becomes pure black. Oh, interesting. And it's so subtle. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. Um, so pitch, of course, uh, snaps the staff in half. Mm-hmm. And Jack is thrown into a chasm. where well, And he tosses baby to oh, sure. like yeah, yeah. way far away. If we thought Jack was low before, he's this is his lowest, right? He's, he's yeah. literally at the bottom of a chasm, mm-hmm. cold, a alone, a crevasse, <laughs> and you know he's he's got baby tooth and he's trying to keep her warm. She snuggles into his the pouch on his hoodie, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know and she he now basically ha- curls. Oh, he does have the teeth this whole time because he hasn't opened it. Did he? Then he why gets did, him somehow. Oh, maybe he couldn't. He no? couldn't. She helps him. She helps him. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, and so she helps him open it. And boy, if we thought this movie was dark and dismal oh, before, fuck. Jack's origin. It's it's like remember when they did the live action movie with CGI of Casper? <laughs> yeah, and Casper's a little dead uh-huh. kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Jack Frost is the dead teenager. Yes. Oh my God. And like, and, and you get so much in that dialogue between him and his little sister. Like, let's play a game. No, we are, we're always playing games. You know, we'll like, play Hopscot. Yeah. You, you know, kind of being like you're always joking around. Kind of showing the persona that Jack. He's Frost always has. about fun. And he's all yeah. about fun and games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's so of course so. Jack and his sister are playing on a frozen pond. Mm-hmm. As they're standing there, the pond is the ice is cracking. Jack heroically saves his sister finds a branch that's got a hook destroying his own footing um so of course he plunges into the icy water and his as he shuffles off the mortal coil we see the moon kind of shining down on him. nice little subtle his uh hair goes from brown to white during that yep. and his eye when his eyes open back up they are bright blue yeah it's a it's a it's, it's a, a great sequence it's a great it's sequence so but it's a little heavy it's a little heavy. and again you know this would be definitely be i could see where for a little kid, this might be a little too much. With Sandman, mm-hmm. with all the the fairy assistance for Tooth sure, Fairy getting the eggs being shattered, yeah, the eggs being shattered. This is just kind of like I'm wondering if parents might have walked out at this point. I'm I would blame certain parents if you have a very sensitive child. Sure, this is the point where you're like, okay, we're done with this movie. Let's... I wish I could remember when I asked the Noodle, a twelve year old, about this. He said, "I hate that movie." I'm wondering if I need to go. I need to go ask him and ask him. I bet uh, you this is why. why it, yeah. Oh my! Didn't this even think that because he's it. also the one who cried angry tears when Spidey dusted. <laughs> Nobody cares Infinity, about Star Wars. Wars. That's right. Damn it! That's got to be it. It's got to be completely it. understandable. Yeah. Sure. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's very heavy. But Jack wakes up and he is ecstatic. He knows that he saved his sister and that he he has already been a guardian. He mm-hmm. was a guardian. He saved his sister. The power of his own belief in, in himself allows him to fix his broken staff. Mm-hmm. And he soars up into the night with this feeling of triumph. So then we cut to uh, Pitch is now in the North Pole. Yep. Pitch sees that the map has five people who still believe. He does uh, almost starts at, yeah, six. Oh, excuse me, six. He does like a soft shoe to put them out. It's so funny. I'm like, this is some morbid humor right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's counting down. Each one, he gets the last two with both feet. He goes and points at one. It doesn't go away. And then... It cuts back to Jack is now in Pitch's lair with a, almost like a demented version of the yep. 
globe, and he sees the light, and he knows it's Jamie. It's Jamie. So we cut to Jamie's let's bedroom. Say Ohio. Yeah. Um, yeah, to Jamie's bedroom with a sweet scene. Oh, the plea uh, with the. Okay, look. You and I are obviously at what they call a crossroads. So here's what's gonna happen. If it wasn't a dream, and if you are real, then you have to prove it. Like, right now. I've believed in you for a long time, okay? Like, my whole life, in fact. So you kind of owe me now. You don't have to do much. Just a little sign so I know. Anything. Anything at all. I knew it. That whole thing is so good. It's really sweet, yeah. Um, Now, of course, Jack is watching. Jamie Mm -hmm. can't see him, but Jack's outside the window. And all Jamie wants is a sign. Mm -hmm. Give me a reason to believe in you, right? Like, I believe this whole time. Something, yeah. So Jack, of course... Breathes frost under the window and draws an Easter egg. Yes, and we and get then this draws build. a bunny. That's right. That turns into like a hopping. It animates like, this ice. Yeah. Almost it, the animation there reminded me very much of a um, uh, in Harry Potter. The things that oh the Patronus. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's totally a Patronus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then the the bunny runs around the room and then dissolves into snow, which Jamie in Wonder says. Jack Frost. Jack Frost? He said it again. He said... You said... Jack Frost. That's right! But but that's me! Jack Frost! That's my name! You said my name! Wait, can can you hear me? Can, Can you... Can you see me? He sees me. <laughs> Why am I crying? Damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, right? this. Those... Danny, Danny, she goes, eh, this is the point where parents get misty. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Chris Pine sells the crap out of this. He he really does. He's like, oh, my God. Did you, did you, did you say my name? Can you see me? Oh, and the animation it's... on Jamie's like, Jamie's almost about to cry. Yeah. It's, like, oh, my God. It's real. It's wonderful. Oh, it's it, so good. Now, the rest of the Guardians show up. Jamie gets to meet them all, and he right. be- and he believes in all of them. Right? And they are not looking great. And in fact, <laughs> the, the Easter, Easter Bunny, bunny oh, is a cute little bunny now. He's a little bunny. <laughs> don't, now, here's the thing that I was talking about earlier. And this is not, this doesn't ruin the movie. I don't think it would have enhanced the movie, maybe. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. But it would have been cool if they had squeaked up. Hugh Jackman's voice for what he's the little buddy. Oh, that would have been that would have <laughs> been funny. Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been funny. But it, it's a long time he's this little bunny. So yeah, maybe yeah. it was just like this is a long time to not have it be the natural voice of Hugh Jackman. Sure, sure. Maybe that's their reasoning. I don't know. Yeah. I just when he showed up as a cute little bunny, he's still like now somebody saves me. I mean, where were you about an hour again, Mike? Now Boogeyman shows up and uh you oh, know boy. basically holds his own really against he's he's stronger mm-hmm. because of course the the children around the world are dreaming nothing but nightmares, so they so believe he's like in him at, at full power. Yeah, he yeah. only is missing one. Um, uh, a chase breaks out. He corners them and Jamie in this alley, mm-hmm. and when it looks like you know all hope is lost, Jamie turns to Jack, and so Jack does what Jack does. He remembers. Let's play a game, and it's fun. And it's, I, I miss. I'm, why am I? Why am I messing up again? 
and it is it is borderline it is just like every time loki tries to say something amazing in the avengers <laughs> Yeah. Pitch is about to say something. Yeah. You really are missing really up. That's am. adorable. It's a great. I, well, they do. <laughs> they do a good job, like setting the the set pieces in place to bring uh-huh. you to this emotional release, right? But Pitch is about to give like the "I will destroy you all" monologue, and he gets bam, smack in the face with a snowball from Jack. Right. We find what Jack's center is, right? Yes. So, so Jack is the spirit of fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the center of his powers. He throws a snowball at at pitch and now like the wind is out of his sails right uh-huh the the boogeyman has been defeated it hasn't been completely defeated but but certainly his strength's been taken away right mm-hmm. so then all the other kids they they get all the kids to see that there's really a santa claus that there's really an easter bunny sure. all that They're they start fun. believing yeah They're, he um, um and just when you think he's going to defeat them all pitch is going to defeat them all yep. who comes to the rescue this time Cupcake. Cupcake. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. great. I'm like, yay, That's Cupcake right. did it. Um, and, you know, the, the boogeyman tries to kind of resurge against him. Um, but Jamie steps forward and he says, you know, he, he does believe in the boogeyman. He's but just he's just not afraid of him. Is, and is it is it North that says the line? Um, as long as one child believes, we will be here to fight fear. I think so. Because yeah. he's kind of the leader. And you can see once... All of them say, we believe in, in the boogeyman. We're just not afraid of him. Like, North perks up. The light comes back into yeah, him. Yeah. Tooth can fly. Yep. <laughs> the best one is, though, you, the nightmares are chasing the Easter Bunny, and he hides underneath a car, and they pull him out, and he's And giant. now he's back at warrior form, right? <laughs> and he really is a warrior. Like, yeah. I love, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. Now, at this point, we get all of the minions from the Guardians back in play, right? So the Easter mm-hmm. Bunny's back in warrior form. We get the Yetis, we get the Stone Egg Guardians, the oh, Elves, yeah. the Fairies, and the kids all go after the Nightmares. And basically, as they grab them, they transform the black sand into, into the, golden, the Golden Dream yeah. And yeah. who comes out during all this? Sandy. Sandy, Sandy has been alive the whole time. And the instant Sandy shows up, Pitch He kind of does terrifying. a Obi-Wan. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That's <laughs> exactly what he does, yeah. right? This is like so Star Wars adjacent. Why? You know, because it's those kind of universal themes. Right? Yeah, Again, that's true. It's not an incredibly original story. No, it's just really and well done. The, the pieces like are set pieces we've seen a million times. Sure. It's put together really well. Agree. And it's fun. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 certainly not incredibly original in that sense but it's fun it's great now jack shares his epiphany with santa Mm -hmm. uh, and as they continue to play you know pitch rages right and actually realizes that he has become invisible to the kids Uh he turns and runs afraid the team chases him they confront him on the frozen pond that you know where jack fell through it looks like it yeah and pitch tries to make this defiant stand you can't get rid of me not forever there will always be fear. The nightmares converge, but instead of converging on the guardians, of course, they're converging on pitch. They are drawn by his fear. Right. So, how many movies? So, well, Justice clearly, League. Justice it's League. Literally, Justice League does the exact same thing. Do you? Do you remember? Yeah, it's beat for beat. It's the exact same thing. Do the, you remember the movie adaptation? And I think it's late '90s, Lost in Space. With oh, Matt LeBlanc oh no. and Dr. We, Smith. Why are we talking about this? But it's the exact same thing, it right? The, the aliens and that, yeah. So how many how many movies is it that does the 
the villain's fear be become the key to the their- Lion King. Scar's demise is the fact. Well, Scar's demise is that he he says, you know, they're stupid hyenas. Oh, and, and the hyenas hear, turn. But the on- hyenas still turn on him. Sure, it's the sure, same sure. thing of the, how many. I, I guess we can lump in how many movies where the minions. Turn sure. on the villain, or the hero, or the villain's powers are turned back on himself. Mm-hmm. Even Star Wars, Star Wars does it right. Sure. Like the the Emperor's electricity is mm-hmm. is a thing that yeah hurting him and Vader, right? Yeah. yeah. So so again, not an original beat. No, not at all. It it works well. It's it, done well. It, it's done well. It's executed. It's animated so well. And what a great ending for him, right? So mm-hmm. the, the nightmares converge on him and drag him down, down that into that dark thing. tunnel. And, it, and the and tunnel it seals. It, it takes down the uh, the bed with it and yep. then seals the tunnel yeah. behind it. It's great. It's great. And now you know the, the moon looks down on them. The Guardians have saved the day. Right there on the lake. What a great moment. They, ha- they do the official swearing him in as a guardian. Will you, Jack Frost, vow to watch over the children of the world? To guard them with your life, their hopes, their wishes, and their dreams. For they are all that we have, all that we are, and all that we will ever be. I will. Then congratulations, Jack Frost, for you are now, and forevermore, a guardian. (laughs) Jamie confesses that what if we stop believing all that you get jack you tell me you stop believing in the moon when the sun comes up no okay well do you stop believing in the sun when clouds block it out (laughs) no we'll always be there jamie and now we'll always be here which kind of makes you a guardian too the team departs in the sleigh Mm -hmm. jack affirms his belief in a closing My name is Jack Frost, and I'm a guardian. How do I know that? Because the moon told me so. So when the moon tells you something, believe it. Such a great one. Perfect button, you know, in contrast Mm -hmm. to the opening. Yeah, it's just wonderful. You really need to watch Into the Spider-Verse, by the way. Now knowing that, because the end of Into the Spider-Verse ends with the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's so good. Okay, all right. Uh, so now, as we both discovered, because I had seen the movie, we didn't. We certainly did not sit through the credits in the theater. Nope. But there's a mid. There's a there's a intra credit scene. So the credits are rolling. We've got mm-hmm. a frame on the side. Well, first the music that that song that plays. I don't remember. I, it's it's not, like this operatic like. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I was, it starts. I'm like, oh, I, I hear credits and the music starts. I'm like, what the hell is, is this, this song? Right? This choice. is yeah. okay. Uh, so the, the song after the mid credit scene okay. makes much more sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, now, so basically, what's happening during this scene is the kids are being returned asleep back to their homes because. You know, to make it seem like it was all a dream. Yeah. But won't they all talk about it? Won't they all be like, hey, I had this crazy dream. Oh, I had the exact same dream. And what will we do when the goon and the bean come and tell us about this crazy experience they had? You and I will both say, "Uh, sweetie, it was just uh, funny. It's just a dream, right? (laughs) Right. And so that that bit's funny. Mm -hmm. They sneak past the Jamie's dog. But of course, the 
the button on that and the best part of the scene is Phil the Yeti. Yes. He sees the book that of we're like introduced the- to Jamie having like a cryptozoology book. Yes. And um, he signs, he gives a heart and puts Phil. Over a picture of Of, of him. It looks like it's foot, him. Yeah. He's got the big. So the way the Yeti, if, if anyone's listening to this and hasn't seen it, I feel like the easiest way to describe the Yetis are like a polar bear and the Lorax had yeah, a baby. That's pretty good. Yeah, they've got, those big they've got like the mustache. Yeah, they oh, got the part walrus. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty good. So um, that happens, and movie. That's a fun movie. I mean, it's so fun. I, if there was a Rise of the Guardians two, I'd watch I'd, it. I, yeah, if they announced it, I'd be like, yeah, oh great, sure. yeah, okay. I'd I'd go ask the kids, hey, you guys want to go see Rise of the Guardians two? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Dad, come on, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> oh, fine. We'll I go need, see. It. I need a reason. <laughs> hey, Casey, do can you? I borrow? Can I borrow the kids? <laughs> do you need a reason though? And this, like, that's one of the great things about nerd culture. That's totally true. Being like, we we could go see whatever. And people will be like, yeah, sure. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right. So, Tom, we got some questions. Yes, we right. do. Uh, hey, Todd, who was your MVP? You know, the marketing certainly made it seem like Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. but for me, it's Hugh Jackman. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. No, no. I'm sorry. Most valuable performer. No, no. I'm sorry. It's Chris Pine. It's it Chris is. Pine. It is yeah. Chris Pine. Yeah, I'm sorry. He, he makes this movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Casey, who's your favorite character? Uh, Phil. <laughs> Phil, yeah, the Yetis in the general. Yetis in but general. I'm yeah. gonna give it specifically to Phil. Yeah, uh, simply before the when he's walking through and Jack Frost like Phil. And the yeah, I, I'm gonna also award it to the to the Yetis and Phil will accept on behalf of mm-hmm. the entire Yeti people. And he'll come yeah. up and go. <laughs> right. 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 I don't know what you just said, but okay. Uh, Todd, what's the best scene for you? Uh. S- Favorite scene certainly is when the guardians are banding together to try to help Tooth Fairy, mm-hmm. and they're competing for the teeth. That's just it's just fun. So uh, yes, that is a great scene, and I, I don't disagree. But I think even though we were talking about how dark it was, it's Jack's origin. It puts this movie on a different level. It's got me crying minutes later. And, so yeah, and it and once you watch Spider Man in, into the Spider Verse, you will see where. This director like gets a lot of the stuff sure. from Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse has a lot of scenes like yeah. this. Like, oh, that's heavy. I was like, he, so he he started it here and got mm. even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Casey, what's a scene that you would cut? I'm gonna have to say uh, nothing. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You, you know, I, I might be a fair question, which we'll get to on our dance breakdown. I wouldn't change it, but maybe I would make sure that it was kids that were ready for the. The or or maybe lighten some coaster. of the tone. Uh, you know, again, I feel like that. Yeah. You know, it gets it you might to hurt the the, the, the yeah. whole overall tone. Yeah, the that's ca- true. The the catharsis kind of needs that, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, who is the actor having the most fun so for you? This one for me is Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, absolutely. He's like, I get to use my natural accent. That's right. So the uh, the book series, the the Guardians of Childhood. Uh-huh. Uh, each of the books is about, or at least they're titled after one of the Guardians. Sure. Uh, so I kind of think I need to go find the Easter Bunny book now and read that. And read it in Hugh Jackman's Australian <laughs> accent right. while you're reading well, it. how could you not read that in his <laughs> accent? It's like when I read a Batman comic, I read it in Kevin Conroy's voice. There's That's no fair. other way to do it. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So Rotten Tomatoes has this at 74%. Yeah, I'm what gonna, do you think? I'm going to jump up 10, 84. 
I'll go 85. Yeah. Middle 84, of the 80s. 84, 85. Yeah. 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 yeah it's that's, that's much better than 74. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dad's breakdown. I think we kind of covered it already. Yeah. I, there's definitely Just a nuance. Just got to make sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not necessarily age, but definitely your child should be ready for a for a darker theme than some animated movies. Absolutely. But yeah. if they're ready for that, it's a great movie. Absolutely. Wow. So that, that, that's it, because we're not going to pull no, from Forrest no. Helen or anything. Yeah. But, you know, this was a... So, you know, this is a, a great choice, man. April holiday. We uh-huh. had a couple of choices. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty happy with where we went with this one. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that was fun. So, Todd, where can people find you on social media? Should they wish to find you, and should you wish to be found? That's right. Uh, I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my website TMP and SYR, and on Instagram and Twitter with the handle at TMP and SYR. Casey, yes. where can people find you on the interwebs? I can be found on Twitter at NotRyanCasey and on Instagram at Not.RyanCasey. You can also contact us through Gmail at SuperPodHeroCast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. So if you're listening to this, hopefully you are already a Patreon supporter. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we'll, as we did last time, we extend our gratitude. Uh, if Absolutely. we can beg a little bit more... You know, tell somebody that you know about this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, spread the word. Specifically, That's- like these episodes that are only Patreon. Yeah. If you know someone who listens to the podcast but doesn't subscribe to Patreon, be like, you don't know what you're missing. You know, yeah, yeah, help, uh, you know, help, help us out. Help us out. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, uh, also, you know, for uh, stuff in a broader, broader sense, you know, we've got a website tsphc.com. Also, our Facebook page has got a broader. Uh, array of content there, facebook.com yeah. slash superpodherocast. Right. But boy, that was fun. That was great. All right. All so, jeez. Right. Uh, Thanks for listening. And uh, that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. First time we've not been. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, hey there, I'm uh, I'm with the Easter Bunny. I'm like, (laughs) be here. One, two, three. Yes. And then Renard goes for the killing stroke. Oh wait, no. no. Oh, oh, that's a different. That's 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 that's, uh, that's (laughs) Batman. That's right. Hello. How do you do? It's okay. It's all right. How is it outside? Nice. Good. Awesome. (laughs) Good. See anybody outside? Yes. The wine flicker. What do you think of that? Uh, It's pretty cool, right? Have you ever seen those? So it's like a scooter, but it's got this two footrests, and it looks like a Y. And you have to, by shimmy? by shimmying back and forth, it moves it forward. Do you have to do that at the same time? Do you have to go? Yeah, it doesn't work without it. Okay, very good. Totally very good, thank you. Please, it's the last thing you need to do. Break that. I've already replaced those hinges once. Oh, Lord. You turkeys have fun.